Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com backslash Grace P. That's BetterHelp.com slash Grace P. Welcome back to another episode of 20-something. I have another guest on for us today. I have Vanessa here, and I got in contact with Vanessa from a guest a couple episodes back, Abby. Uh, Vanessa is a metabolism and hormone expert. She is the CEO of VGFN, and we're going to talk a little bit about her story, her journey, her path. Um, So thank you so much, Vanessa, for being here. I will kind of have you give a little introduction, like tell us who you are. I mean, I've got the basics, but who you are, what you do, how you got here. I love it. Well, thanks so much for for having me on, Grace. I mean, I'm really glad that Abby was able to connect us because I love to be able to offer any kind of help and support to anybody, um, especially women in their 20s, for sure. I know I could have used a few lessons in my early 20s, so I hope I can offer some of that insight. (laughs) But uh, as you mentioned there, so I am the CEO of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition, also called BGFN. Um, but essentially, my passion is really just helping women transform their relationship with food in their bodies, so that the next generation of girls doesn't have to. I really believe that like we can have deep generational impact by helping women just unravel a lot of the beliefs that they've developed over the course of time, you know, especially thinking of the women in our generation, so many of us maybe picked up just bad uh, habits with food or just a bad feeling when it comes to eating and how we feel in our bodies and the way we talk to ourselves. So we really help women with those things while teaching them how to eat more food and actually build their metabolism back up so that they can you know, get leaner, lose weight, feel fitter, feel healthier, and just feel energized and empowered in their bodies. Um, But that's really the professional side of myself. You know, outside of that, I'm a wife, a a dog mom. I I live in Florida, um, close to my family. I previously, I was crazy horse girl. I always grew up riding and showing horses. Um, I don't do too much of that anymore, but that's pretty much everything there is to to know about who I really am. Yeah, very cool. I think that that field is so important and it's so cool that you were able to build something off of that because I mean, I I've been there, I'm only 23, but like I was in the deep depths of it and I saw that and it's crazy how many people get lost in that and can never find their way out. So, um, how did you get into that? Cause I saw that you worked in advertising if I'm correct. So how did you get into what you do now? Yeah, love that question because it is uh, quite the the journey that I've yeah. been on. I mean, a decade ago, I never thought that I would be here. Um, yeah, I'm currently 28 years old. And when I was heading off to college, I thought I had my kind of whole life mapped out for me already. I knew that, um, you know, I was going off to the University of Georgia to ride on the equestrian team there. And I just, my passion was riding horses. And I just wanted to get to a place to where I could you know, make enough money in a corporate position to where maybe I could continue that pas- passion for myself. Um, but I had seen my oldest sister really taking on a career in marketing. She had started out um, in some advertising agencies and then had moved more 
like private into some big companies. And I could see some of the really cool things that she was doing in her job. And I was like, oh, like I can see this example of someone who has what seems like a cool job. I just want to do that too. I'm just going to copy her. So I figured, okay, I'm just going to follow in her footsteps, study marketing in college, get a job in an advertising agency, you know, maybe move my way up in that agency, become like this big ad exec, and then maybe move into more of the private marketing world and just do really cool stuff, make a lot of money and, you know, just have fun and be able to show off this cool job that I have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, so I surprisingly was one of the, um, you know, few college students who went all through college, never changing their major. I feel like that's a anomaly nowadays. But I, I stayed in marketing. I was so devoted to it. I just truly was like, this is my passion. I love this. I'm going to be, you know, I was crushing my marketing courses. I had great grades. My teachers loved me. And I graduated with a couple of job offers, took a job in Atlanta. And I was working at this really awesome social media advertising age agency. And I thought, man, like, I am so blessed. I'm so lucky. How did my life just work out so perfectly? Well, about a year into working at that agency, I started to learn the realities of working at advertising agencies aren't always as cool as they seem on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I, as much as I even like to show it myself, I like to post on social media and show of like, wow, like look at, you know, me and um, everybody at work, like we're having drinks on, you know, in the middle of the work day together, mm-hmm. or, oh, look, like we, you know, took a day off work to go do this cool on-site thing for, you know, this company we're working for. Like, I love to show that stuff off. But that wasn't really the reality behind the scenes. The reality was that I was feeling really beaten down. I was being honestly overworked, had really long work hours, just constant demands, getting paid you know, next to nothing. And I just didn't have any room in my life to do anything else. But on top of that, it's not that I'm afraid of working hard and afraid of you know, pushing myself and you know, actually hustling in my early mm-hmm. 20s. I was totally fine with that aspect. What was missing for me was the culture at this company was not something that I felt aligned with. Mm. It was, you know, a lot of just cattiness, a lot of, um, you know, people would say one thing to your face and talk about you behind your back. Um, it just, there wasn't really a, a culture of feeling like authentic and like where you felt like you could grow and where people wanted you to be successful. It felt like there was just so much inner competition and I just, I didn't feel aligned with that. So one day I just you know, I, at this point, my, like really my only friend at the agency, she had kind of up and quit the month before because she had just gotten too tired of it. Couldn't do any more, got a job at a different agency. And so she left. And so about one month after she left, I was like, I have no friends here anymore. I hate this. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, driving to work one morning and I called my dad and, you know, he picked up the phone and my dad, um, his job, he runs some private schools and it was the beginning of the school year. He was mm-hmm. all excited because they're getting ready to start school. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, he's like, oh, like, I'm, I'm really busy right now, but, you know, I'd love to chat. Like, what's going on? I'm like, well, I, I think I'm going to quit my job today. And he just went silent because keep in mind, he's living in Florida. I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. And he was like, oh, uh, okay. Um, and so anyway all of that to say, I did go on to quit my job. My dad was very nervous for me, but luckily I have extremely supportive parents that yeah. trust me that like, I'm going to do what's right for me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so I quit my job with nothing else in mind. I spent about a month just saying, okay, I need to completely rewrite my life plan right now. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time I was starting to get really passionate about working out. I was working out in a CrossFit gym and I, it just was becoming a part of me. And it was something I wanted to lean more into. I didn't see myself like work, like actually making that my profession, especially mm-hmm. because again, I still had um, dreams of, you know, being really successful and, um, you know, making a lot of money and like being able to like really provide for myself. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't see how working in a gym or like any of these conventional types of, you know, fitness related jobs right. could provide that for me. Right. So my, at this point in time, it was more of like, okay, can I just find something that will be able to give me the stability I need and give me some freedom outside of work to also have hobbies and passions with, you know, fitness and these other things that I'm really becoming passionate about. Mm -hmm. And a friend at my gym, she was working for a real estate company. She was running the accounting department in that company. And so she looked at me one day and she's like, you know what, Vanessa, like we're actually hiring for accounting clerks. I know that you don't have a background in accounting. You don't really know that much about it, but 
And at least you're a business major. I know you work hard. I know you can pick things up quickly. Like, if, honestly, if you want the job, I'll train you and, you know, it'll at least give you something to do until you figure out what it is you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I took that job and I found that I actually had a pretty decent knack for it. I pretty quickly moved up into becoming a, a real estate accountant. Um, so I was working as a full accountant, you know, making fairly decent money. But mm -hmm. the beauty of that was it was truly just a basic nine to five job right. to where when I left work, it wasn't still taking up space in my head anymore. It was something that I could easily separate myself from. Mm -hmm. So once I would leave work and I just was still craving more, I wanted to have more impact. I wanted to be able to just do something more with my life. That's when I started to really dive further into nutrition mm -hmm. just for the sake of wanting to learn more about it. At this point, mm -hmm. I'd had my own physical transformation um, in college. I had overcome an eating disorder and had really had a just up and down relationship with food from binging and restricting and mm -hmm. cutting like every food possible out of my diet and feeling like I can't eat anything to right. going to the other end of the spectrum and just, you know, gorging on every possible food and, you know, eating an entire packet of Oreos in my, my bedroom when, when my, my roommates are out partying, having fun. Like I went from that to post-college now diving into fitness, really finding a passion for just pushing my body physically. Mm. I was at that point able to lose about 40 pounds. I finally felt truly like confident and just happy in my body for the first time in a really long time. And I just wanted to kind of show other women how maybe they could do that too, if they were feeling the same way. So I started looking into nutrition certifications. Um, I got a certification purely just for the fun of it, not thinking I would ever actually charge for anything or make money for it. But right. as I was sharing about these things on my social media, I had just a couple of close friends that reached out and said, you know, I, I resonate with the things that you're sharing. Like, would you be able to help me with this? Like, are you, are you actually, you know, looking to coach people? I saw you at a certification. And that was the beginning of what now has become my coaching company, where we have um, four other coaches, not including myself on staff full time. We help um, at this point, we've helped close to a thousand women transform their bodies and their relationship with food. And we really are just having an incredible impact on women. Yeah. So, a long story there, but it's really one from, I honestly, 10 years ago, I never would have thought that I would have been here today. So yeah. I, I like to be able to share a little bit of my story for those who maybe are in college or in their early twenties or even in their late twenties, and they still don't know what they want to do um, mm -hmm. with the rest of their lives. Sometimes you just have to lean into your passions and kind of wait and let things figure themselves out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thank you for sharing all of that. I think it's so important to be transparent with that. And like, I was actually uh, having coffee with my best friend today and um, she's like, I'm going back to school. Like I just mm -hmm. re-enrolled. I'm, I have, she has her associates. Now she's going to go back and get the rest of it to have her four years. She's like, I have no idea what I want to do, but what I graduated with, I don't want to do it. I want to have more opportunity. And she's like, it sucks. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah. we're 23, you know, like at least we're figuring it out now. And my dad told me, cause I'm like in between jobs right now and figuring out what I want to do. And he's like, on average, you're probably going to have five different careers mm -hmm. or career paths before you figure it out. And then you still might not even have it figured out. I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Because the majors, I had like four different majors. Mm -hmm. This is my second job since being post-grad I'm moving into hopefully a different position. I'm like in between jobs, but I think it's so awesome to hear from people who are now in their later 20s and they found it that it's okay to not have it all figured out right now so thank you for that 100 <laughs> percent. that is the the message that I want to get across to everyone is that it's okay to not have your life figured out and it's okay to not even know what you're going to be doing next month even yeah. It's okay to just give yourself that space and kind of let your, your subconscious really sit on it. Because when we try to force these kinds of things of like, what am I going to do? You know, what's right for me. And like, I need to figure this out. We try and force it. We mm -hmm. typically won't come up with things because we're really only working with our, our conscious brain that doesn't really work as efficiently. But if we just kind of let it sit and we just lean into our passions and we lean into just learning about as much as we can learn that interests us, you know, read a ton of books 
listen to a ton of podcasts like this one and just absorb information. And when you find things that are interesting to you, lean more into those things. And as you learn and as you grow, you're going to find the right door is going to open for you. Right. Yeah. I 100% agree. So when you started to like build up your business, when did you take the step from leaving a quote unquote secure job to pursue what you do now? Yeah, great question. So I was in that accounting position for about two years. And really, it was the second year that I was there that I started just really leaning further and further into this like coaching kind of side hustle, you could say I had, Mm -hmm. you know, really not many clients, I had maybe eight clients at the time that I was coaching. Um, But it was, and maybe this part isn't necessarily the best advice, but because my job was like, honestly, very flexible in the sense that it was just a certain amount of work I had to get done. You know, I had my properties that I was doing the accounting for, and it was just a monthly cycle that was the same every month. So I always knew what to expect. So I would just work hard at the beginning of the month for much to get everything done. And then the rest of the month, it's like, I still had to show up to an office and I still had to sit in my cubicle and, you know, maybe answer calls from property managers to answer questions or like input some things here and there. But for the most part, I had a lot of free time during my day in that nine to five to where I would just listen to podcasts, I would, you know, I was doing like I had taken multiple certifications at this point, I would be actively doing the certification during my job. Um, I was just making the most of my time. Um, So at this point, I finally was like, maybe this is something I could actually make a real job. I still was skeptical on the idea that you could make any kind of real money in a fitness industry. But I figured, you know, maybe I could try. So I remember the day that, you know, it was summer of, uh, summer of 2020. I think it was about, about this time of year. It was about August. I was going on a walk in the park or in Atlanta around where my boyfriend, who's now my husband, where we lived. And I remember telling him, I just, I really have all these ideas for how I could really turn this into a thing. Like, I feel like the coaching I'm doing right now It's just what I can throw together in my spare time outside of my job. But I have so many ideas for different things I could do to make this really incredible and make it like something that I've never seen anybody else do before. And I just, I have the ideas, but I just feel like I can't execute on them because I don't have the time. And there's just some things that like, I don't really know the exact steps to get there. I feel like I need somebody to teach me. And I told him, you know, I've been actually listening to a podcast from, these two business coaches that work specifically with online nutrition and fitness coaches, and they help them grow businesses. And I've been listening to the stuff they teach. And I feel like I just really like everything that they teach. And I'm kind of interested in it. And I was just like putting feelers out there to be like, okay, like I haven't told anybody else kind of where my head is at with this of like, that I think I actually kind of want to do this. I'm like, let me at least see if my boyfriend, the person I honestly trust the most in the world at this point, if, you know, how he'll respond to this. And he was really positive about it. He was like, yeah, I think like I could see you doing it. Like, I feel like you're super passionate about it. Like you seem, I mean, you just, I can tell you you're naturally really good at this. I think Mm -hmm. this is, could be a real thing for you. Mm -hmm. So a few weeks later, I was just randomly, you know, one day sitting in my office, it was just another random Wednesday And I was, as always, just listening to different podcasts in the background. I was listening to a podcast from those exact same business coaches I was just referencing. And they had a a call to action on their podcast of, you know, we are now accepting enrollment for um, our coaching program. And they, I was, they made an offer essentially to, you know, hop on like a free call with them. And I was like, maybe I should do it. Like, what the hell? I'm going to do it. So I hit the button, I signed up for the call and I was like, oh my gosh, I have this call scheduled. It was for that Saturday. And like, I went back and forth between Wednesday and Saturday of like, am I actually going to do this call or not? Like, should I do it? Should I not do it? You know, I I had called my dad at one point and I kind of put out feelers to him too of like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, have you, have you ever heard of like these kind of online business coaches and my dad being very entrepreneurial, he's, you know, built several successful businesses. Right. I, I really trust his opinion. And he goes, oh no, those things are total scams. Don't do it. Like really bad idea. And I hadn't told him I'm actually interested. I was just kind of asking his opinion on it. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I decided to get on the call on Saturday 
part of me didn't even believe that the person on the other side was actually going to show up to this call. It was kind of like, I don't even know if this thing is real. I feel like maybe it is a scam. I don't know. And I get on the call and the guy, the, the, the salesperson, he was super, super nice and really, you know, just wanted to get to know me and like what I was doing. And I shared with him that I didn't really have a business at this point, just had a couple coaching clients. And, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, pretty honest with me. I was like, you know, you're pretty early on, but like, I think we could help you. Like, this is what we offer, blah, blah, blah. And so I told him, I was like, I just, I don't know. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you just think about it? Like he, I could tell that he was almost a little bit, had some reservations too of like, you're, right. you're pretty new to this. And we help people a little bit further along. So it's kind of, I think he was kind of like, hmm. if she wants to do it, I'll take her, but like, I'm not going to push her into this. Right. So it was a, a program that actually had like a specific start date. That was the next day. It was that Sunday night. It was like the hmm. first call that I was supposed to have with the coaches And so that night I sat on it, you know, I talked about it again with my boyfriend. Um, We just really talked it over. And then that Sunday I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I texted the the salesperson guy and I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm paying in full. Let's do this. And I wiped out my savings account. Thankfully at this point in time, I had always been really, you know, careful with saving money. Right. So I had a pretty decent savings account there, but I wiped it out to be able to do this program that led me to jumping into this coaching program that night. I was the, I think the last person that they enrolled in the program. And over those 12 weeks, it was a 12 week program. That was the turning point that absolutely changed my life. Six weeks from when I started the program, I was ended up, you know, all those ideas that had been previously just floating around my head. I was able to take those things and really execute them into what was actually like an organized uh, offer and coaching business. And suddenly, you know, I was just, my, my coaching experience was so much more elevated that I was immediately getting a bunch of referrals. I was learning how to actually market myself on social media to where I was starting to get people interested from social media. And at that point, six weeks later, I had enough clients to where I actually could replace my income from what was my accounting job. So kind of the same thing there at this point I still hadn't told my parents that I had you know wiped out my savings to do this program but at that point I you know called them both up and told them of like I you know I invested ten thousand dollars to do this program and I you know I thankfully at this point I was telling them I've made that money back like all is good but Mm -hmm. now I'm actually making consistent income from this that I'm making about the same that I make from this other job so I feel like if I quit that job I could really make a lot more with this Right. And they were completely supportive. They encouraged me to do it. And, you know, thankfully too, of course, they were like, you know, we really believe in you. And like, at the end of the day, like worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. At least, you know, you tried and it's like, yeah. we'll, we'll help you out and we'll help you get back on your feet. And like, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, so I went all in and never looked back. Wow. That's incredible. Um, that I feel like the investing part is the scariest part. Would Mm -hmm. you, would you say like, was that the hardest decision for you was doing that? Because I feel like investing in yourself is the most important thing you can do in anything, but especially in building a business and like hiring a coach like that. I mean, obviously it's not cheap, but like, there's always like those, people are like, Oh, I'm afraid they're either afraid to invest in themselves or they're afraid to take the leap away from the quote unquote stable job. Because what if a year from now this falls through and then I don't have any security. So what was like, what was the biggest challenge for you? Or like, what was the scariest part for you? And like, how were you able to like create your mindset to move past that and just trust and believe in the process? Yeah. So, I mean, I think honestly, when you're first getting started with like that first big investment in yourself, it's never going to feel safe and easy. And just like, Oh yeah, like I have the money. I might as well just throw it into this. Like nobody just like has money sitting around to invest in themselves where they're like, Oh, like might so I'll put this into something. Yeah. It's for everybody. When you go to invest into something, it's going to be scary no matter what it is, whether it's $10,000 or, you know, $10, like, I don't know, it could be different for different people, but Every, at every level, there's always going to be fear with it. I still feel that to this day where now, you know, I spend over a hundred thousand dollars a year on coaching across all these different things that we do to keep elevating ourselves. It doesn't, 
you know, you don't stop investing in your, with yourself in the early stages. Like as you get bigger and bigger, you just keep learning the value of investing in yourself where you keep reinvesting back in. And that helps keep you growing as a person and keeps you growing in other ways too. Like it does come back monetarily. Yeah. So I guess to answer your question there, I don't think there is really one thing that's going to like reassure you. But for me, I just really consumed a lot of, um, you know, for like those business coaches specifically that I was investing into, I looked at a lot of their client testimonials. Mm -hmm. Um, I really just looked at a lot of like their social proof and just was like, okay, like I'm finding other people who are similar to me, have similar stories and Mm -hmm. they're vouching that this was a a good thing. Like, uh, yes, it's going to be scary. And yes, there is of course this chance that maybe I don't have the same results as that person. Mm -hmm. Like, even if I don't have the same results as that person, is this still a failure? Right. I don't know because I personally, I believe that you are the one who makes the return on it. And it might not be the return you expect it to be. So like in business coaching per se, it might not be that you blow up your business like the way I did. And you just like make that money back right away monetarily, but it can come back to you in other ways. Or maybe yeah. you just learn something that is so becomes so valuable for you in other ways, or maybe you make connections with people that end up helping you take the next step in your, you know, your, your career. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different ways that things can translate, you know, in our industry of we're helping women with their health and their bodies, their confidence, like their mindset, mm-hmm. those types of things. It's not always an obvious of, oh, because you're investing into this. Now you're you know going to make more money in your job. Although so many of our women do by, you know, not by accident, they end up also kind of elevating their careers in the same process. Yeah. But when you work on yourself, it bleeds into everything else you do. Mm-hmm. So it's truly just up to you to be the one to take the reins and understand that, okay, if I'm putting this money down, this means that I have to do something for myself. And even if the thing I'm paying for isn't as great as I thought it was going to be, or it doesn't work as well for me as I thought it would, or whatever that is, it's still up to you to get the return on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a snowball effect almost. And yeah. it's, it's little things too. Like I see it all the time with like I work in a gym right now, um, kind of like overseeing the personal training department and somebody will mm-hmm. invest in personal training. And then all of a sudden, three months down the road, they're like, wow, my relationships are better. And I got promoted at work and I fixed a family situation. So I feel like it plays into that too. Like it doesn't have to be a huge investment in like changing of careers. It could be, I started waking up at five o'clock instead of six o'clock, you know, I, I'm investing another hour into my day and then it almost snowballs into bigger and better things. Exactly. Um, so did you always kind of have a little bit of an entrepreneurial mindset or was the transition from like your typical five to nine with the good salary and the good benefits a difficult mindset change for you. I feel like that's really big, especially like, I mean, I'm again, I'm 23. So like people my age right now are like, oh, well my, oh, my job's great. I work five to nine and I get off at noon on Fridays and I make $40,000 a year and, oh, they have great insurance. And like, that's great. Like if that's exactly what you want, that's awesome. But I feel like for people who want more, it's almost intimidating to do something that isn't going to give you the quote unquote good benefits and good hours and good salary. So did you always have that mindset or like, how did that switch for you? Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's pros and cons of course, to whether you want to go more of the entrepreneurial route or you want to go more in the, like the corporate, more secure, more traditional route. And of course mm-hmm. there's like things in between that there, you know, there are opportunities to be like what I call intrapreneurs, where you're essentially still entrepreneurial in a lot of ways. You might be a 1099 contractor, but within an organization to where you have some safety, but yet you still have a lot of freedom with a mm-hmm. lot of things. Um, but you know, when I first was going into this, I didn't even know any of that because for me, my only experience was corporate jobs. Yeah. And I, you know, my parents were more entrepreneurial. My dad had, um, you know, started 
uh, a couple of businesses at that point had been successful. So I had seen it from, mm-hmm. you know, my perspective as a daughter, but yeah. it wasn't something I had really fully absorbed until I was in it. And that was a big fear for me of when I realized, oh, wow, I can quit my job and do this. It was definitely a, a very scary thing of, well, okay, I'm giving up a lot of security here. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I would have been as just like ready to do it if I hadn't that, you know, two or two and a half or so years prior quit that first job without a safety net. Because right. that month that I spent where I quit the job and I just had a month where I had nothing going on, that was a huge reality check for me of like, oh my gosh, what I always thought, you know, life had to be of just you, you know, you grow up, you go to school, then you go to college. It's like, you have a schedule. And, you know, I was a a D one student athlete. Like we had extreme schedules all through college. I wasn't like your normal college student that had a little bit more flexibility and could sleep in. Like I was at the gym for mandatory 6am workouts most days of the week. Like I had a very strict schedule to stick to. So I was very regimented. And when I quit that job and suddenly I had complete open schedule, complete freedom, zero regimen, nobody telling me I had to be anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was just, it completely opened up a new perspective for me of like, I can actually create the life I want to create here. Yeah. I can figure out how I want to spend my time and I can figure that out for myself. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, flash forward to when I actually quit the secure accounting job and went full-time into coaching. Yeah, it was, of course, scary to let go of like the security, the benefits, you know, knowing for sure that I'm going to make X amount per year. But it also was just exciting because I'd already had a taste of what it feels like to be able to run your own schedule. And I wanted more of that. So I was like, yes, there's a lot of things that are scary, but I think they're scary because I just don't know how it how it works. Right. And I'm gonna have to figure it out. And I'm gonna have to, you know, hire an accountant to teach me how to do taxes. And I'm gonna have to, you know, figure out what it looks like, even actually create a business like I didn't know any of that and I had to learn it one step at a time but you just proved to yourself one step at a time that okay I did that everything's okay okay mm-hmm. next thing all right you know now I figured out health insurance oh everything's okay like you mm-hmm. just keep going to that next step yeah I like that I really like that I feel like it can be overwhelming to take it all at once like oh yes. shit, I need to get all of yep. this figured out but I like that you like okay figure this out all right that's good then what's next? Take that, figure it out, go to the next step. That's, <laughs> that's almost calming to hear. Uh, yeah. So if somebody like came to you and was like, Vanessa, like, I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. I want to uh, pursue something that I'm passionate about. It's not a secure, it's not going to be perfect from the beginning, but I have no idea where to start. I don't know if it's the right thing. I'm terrified. Like what advice would you give to someone like my age that is like, I need to take the road less traveled, but I am so scared to do it. Yeah. So I, I'll, I guess I'll start by essentially telling the story of how I realized that I wanted to be an online coach or just Mm -hmm. wanted to coach in general was I was actually at church one day with my, you know, my now husband, we were um, just, it was like any other Sunday at this church in Atlanta. Um, And, you know, the pastor was like doing this talk on, um, you know, finding your passion and all these things. And he said something that suddenly like clicked on a light bulb for me. He's like, your, your passion, you know, how you show up as like the way that you're supposed to show up, how, you know, God created you to be, is really think about what is the thing that you think about like first thing in the morning when you wake up and what is the thing that you are thinking about like last thing at night when you're lying in bed drifting off to sleep like what is your brain working on like what is just taking up space in your head like what is the thing that you just can't stop thinking about because you're excited about Mm -hmm. and that's when I just clicked for me I was like holy shit every night I'm sitting there thinking about like what is my workout going to be tomorrow like how am I going to execute that like oh you know um, what should I do with my upcoming like nutrition strategies? Or like, I wonder if I could tell somebody about this. And like, that was just what I was thinking about because I enjoyed asking my brain those types of questions. Mm -hmm. And so that's when it clicked for me that I was like, oh, I think that's my passion. I think that's what I'm meant to do. And so to really, to answer your question of like, if you're afraid, like, it's okay to be afraid. Everybody's afraid when they're doing something that's 
going to be, you know, a risk. It's going to be scary, but like, I think the things that happen on the other side of fear are like the most exciting things in life. That's where it's like, you got to lean into what is the thing that you're passionate about. And yeah, if you're scared of it, like, that's fine. Just tell yourself, it's okay that I'm scared. I'm still going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Just keep reminding yourself of that. Like, it's okay to be scared. Sometimes fear and excitement are like actually the same physiological chemical response in the body anyway. So you can just say, okay, I feel like I'm scared, but maybe this is actually just excitement in my body. Maybe that's just my body actually preparing to do something really exciting. And like, just, you know, this is like a huge moment in my life. Like I, I should be a little bit scared here and that's good. I'm going to lean into this more. Yeah. I love that. I, that, yeah, that piece of advice somebody told me a year, like a year or two ago. And that has stuck with me ever since is like, if you, if you aren't at least a little bit scared, you're probably a little too comfortable in what you're doing and you can't Mm -hmm. grow inside of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. I love that. So how did you find your like niche within fitness and nutrition coaching? Like how did you get into the metabolism and hormone aspect? Yeah. So I was always a believer in like, you are best equipped to help the people that you once were. So, you know, I kind of shared briefly of my own story that I, you know, I went through an eating disorder in college and then Mm -hmm. I was really caught in like yo-yo dieting back and forth between just like restricting everything, thinking that I was being really, really healthy. You know, I was convinced that like quote unquote clean eating was the solution to all my problems. And I was just like cutting out every food and that became super restrictive to where then I went to the other end of the spectrum and, you know, how, how I really resolved my eating disorder was I actually, um, you know, I was on the equestrian teams. I was an athlete and we had access to, um, dietitians in the, the sports department. Okay. And so I would every once in a while see a dietitian and just really more so with like, I just, I, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to be better. Like I want this and that. And like, I would like tell her like, Oh, I'm like cutting this out and cutting that out. But eventually after a couple of months of this, it turned into one day, I just broke down in her office crying. And I was like, I don't know what to eat anymore. I was like, I am afraid of every food because I just have my list has gotten smaller and smaller to where I'm like, can't eat this because it's not good for you. Like, you, you know, yeah. can't eat fruits because it's too much sugar. I've heard that you can't eat, you know, all these fats because they're going to make you fat. Like can't right. eat protein. It's going to give you cancer. Like I'm like, I, I just, I don't know what is good to eat. And yeah. so that's where she realized that I you know, needed more help than what she could offer. And so actually it was um, something really, really that I respect and to this day really admire about the UGA athletics department is that when they immediately recognized somebody like myself that was showing symptoms of an eating disorder, they sent you to a therapist outside the school who was a specialist in eating disorders. They paid for it. They made sure you went every single week and they like wow. made sure that you did this. And that therapist completely changed my mindset around food. So I went from, you know, being really restrictive to finding true like food freedom. I was learning how to eat intuitively with her. Like I really just changed my relationship with my body during that time. Um, And that it really did, you know, save my mental health in a lot of ways (laughs) to get through college. And it, you know, transformed just who I was as a person. I went from just like this terrified, um, you know, I think I was a sophomore when I had that breakdown and I started with her and just feeling like awful, you know, I'd gone through like a, you know, typical college breakup, that which mm-hmm. went really nasty. And like, I just had all these, you know, big issues as a college student. And from there, by the time I was a, a senior, I ended up being like senior captain on our equestrian team. Um, you know, we ended up winning an SEC championship. Like we had a lot of success and like, I, you know, had a lot of um, success in my uh, classes and you know, I had multiple job offers when I graduated like you know on paper everything was really successful yeah but also during that time um, I did still struggle a little bit with some depression because I started to kind of retract from my social life a little bit and I started to now find myself just kind of overeating not feeling like I had much purpose anymore to where I had previously you know been so like I just am obsessed with health I want to eat super healthy and clean so where now I was like, oh no, that way is bad. I need to just accept all foods, but I don't have any guidelines or parameters with this. So now I'm just kind of eating everything. I don't know how to listen to my hunger and fullness cues. I'm 
consistently overeating, not feeling great. I'm stuck in this cycle now of overeating, feeling sluggish, feeling gross, gaining weight, feeling bad about myself for gaining weight. And that snowballed to where I put on about 30 pounds or so. And when I graduated, although on paper, everything looked amazing. You know, I had a you know great like resume, I guess, per se on paper, but mentally I didn't feel the best about myself. Right. And that's what led me to, after I graduated, I fell more into wanting to just feel more comfortable in the gym. So I ended up joining a CrossFit gym. It was just something that I thought maybe sounded interesting at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do think that CrossFit saved my mindset in a lot of ways. I don't, I don't do it anymore. And I don't necessarily think it's like the best approach for many people nowadays, but it, at the time it was really incredible for me. It provided me with like a social community and it just taught me to love moving my body and loving pushing myself just for the purposes of just seeing how strong I can get seeing how good that feels. Right. Um, And then from there, that's what led me to start to learn a little bit more about nutrition, just because it piqued my interest more from almost like a performance aspect. Mm -hmm. But in that process, as I learned more about how to fuel my body, how to actually, you know, eat enough food, I ended up losing weight, feeling better. And I just, at this point, I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought I could actually learn how to eat, you know, more food than I ever thought possible, actually just eat to fuel my body and lose weight and feel better than ever and just feel confident in my body and so I wanted to like sing that from the mountaintops help all the other women who I just knew were stuck where I once was and that's what initially started me really coaching and helping people now where the hormone aspect then came into play you know uh, I do think that self-development growth everything is just like this ongoing journey you're never like fully self-developed right and so as I was growing this business that was honestly growing very, very rapidly, um, faster than I think I was like mentally ready for. I was now having to step up into just leading a a team of people and navigating all the ups and downs of running a business. Mm -hmm. And there was a period of time where I just was under a lot of mental stress. You know, a lot of it is is perceived stress. A lot of it's just the way that I was looking at the world, the way I was thinking, but I was just really overstressing myself for a period of time. And during that time, I noticed I was starting to put back on a little bit of weight. I wasn't feeling quite as confident in my body. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to you know, hire another coach to kind of hold me accountable, teach me how to do things. I'm going to push myself a little bit harder. And I think it'd be fun to see, let me push myself harder than I ever have. Let me see how lean I can get. Like this could be kind of fun to try this out. Mm-hmm. And so I went through that process and I actually started binge eating again. I was starting to feel not great. You know, I had lost some weight, but I was like, yeah. I am now I'm binge eating. I feel depressed. I feel low energy. I feel super restricted. And so, you know, I, I stopped doing this calorie deficit. I stopped pushing myself in that way. And I started to eat more food. But at this point, it felt like my body had completely shifted to where now I was just like starting to rapidly put on weight. Yeah. So the weight that I had lost during that period of trying to push myself, it, that quickly came back on. And now I was just having all these other symptoms popping up of like these weird issues with my, my gut. I was having a lot of stomach pains. I was getting bloated after like every single meal I ate. I'd even wake up bloated a lot of the times. Um, I had a lot of brain fog. I didn't feel great. And it was just kind of started to, it was like slowly creeping on. It didn't come on all of a sudden. It was just like slowly building up. And so that probably lasted for maybe a year that I didn't even really, I just kind of pushed it aside of like, I, I think it's fine. Like there's nothing really going on. Like my business needs my full focus. Like I just, I can't even worry about these things that like these little check engine lights that are coming on with my body. It's like, whatever, right. it's fine. And I just kept pushing, kept working, you know, kept working like 12 to 14 hour days, day after day, week after week. Mm-hmm. And as much as I loved my job, I wasn't going about it in a really healthy mental way. I was turning it into something that was just becoming this source of just stress for me. Mm-hmm. And eventually I had a breaking point where I eventually found myself oh, like, I couldn't hardly digest any foods. I, any meal I ate, I would just have terrible stomach aches. Um, I just felt awful. I was putting, put, again, still putting on weight. So I felt even less confident because now I'm like this, you know, online coach who's showing like my, my past transformation and showing the transformations of my clients, but like I'm gaining weight and I don't know why I can't even explain it. I don't want to show up online anymore. And I just didn't know what to do. And so at this point 
our, our now head coach, um, Alex, so she is our head dietitian as well. I kind of broke down to her and told her, I was like, I, my stomach is a mess. I don't know what to do. I feel terrible. Um, and it felt really vulnerable to share with somebody that worked for me that I was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. And so she was the one that said, you know what, I, we need to do some functional lab testing here. Um, we really need to dig a little bit deeper and see what's going on. She ordered me some tests. The tests came back. (laughs) Things didn't look good. She was like, this is the the worst cortisol test I've ever seen. Um, cortisol is your, your stress hormone for those who don't know it's your main stress hormone. And mine was essentially bottomed out, meaning that. I had stressed my body so much for so long that my body was no longer even able to produce the stress hormone anymore. So that's why I just felt exhausted all the time. And, um, you know, there were some other issues going on, some things that came back on my gut health tests and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some things going on with my sex hormones. Like I basically, my sex hormones, if you just looked at them and didn't have any data on me, you would assume I was a postmenopausal woman, like just on paper, things looked really bad. And so she essentially was like, Vanessa, I'm putting you on my client roster. I'm going to be coaching you. We're <laughs> going to get this stuff fixed. And during that time, um, I was really open and honest sharing about my journey on social media. You know, I had to kind of almost feel like I had to come clean of like break down and be like, I am, my body is really screwed up right now. I feel terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't even feel like I want to show up in life at all. I feel like I have to sleep all the time. I don't want to, you know, see friends or family. I just feel awful and I'm depressed and anxious and all these things. And as I was starting to share about what I was going through, the amount of women that started to essentially raise their hands and be like, me too. I, I, I'm going through the same thing. And like, I you know, didn't even know that like, this is happens. I don't, I've never heard anybody else going through this. And so that led to us starting to help more and more of those women right. and really realize that this is, an area that we just are really, really good at helping women with. So that's a very long story to share that I, what I originally started with of like, I think you're most equipped to handle the person you once were the the women that we help are the women who are going through the things that I myself have been through and they can resonate with my story and I can reassure them and help them and also reassure them that I have the experts on my staff. Um, A lot of, you know, functional health experts who are just incredibly smart, smarter than myself, way smarter than myself, and can really help women through some pretty in-depth issues without creating food restriction. Yeah, that's incredible. That's so, like, I admire that so much. I feel like people automatically assume that if you're in the fitness and health realm, you're perfect. And we're not and like showing your downfalls and showing like, Hey, I'm struggling with this too. It almost makes you makes people more comfortable reaching out to you and maybe like, Oh, like, Oh, like this isn't right. Like maybe I shouldn't feel like this. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she runs a fitness business, but she feels like that. And she says it's not right. So maybe I should go to her. Like, I feel like that, like I used to work for um, first form as a legionnaire, like Abby did. Mm-hmm. And being able to like share my journey on social media when I did that, I kind of saw the same thing. Like people my age were like, oh, like I am doing that too. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And then that kind of helped me be more relatable and like kind of build up my clientele there as well. So yeah, um, I really love that. I mean, that not that you had to go through that, but like how that kind of (laughs) transformed like your business from here to now this is what people come to you for yeah well I mean I'm I'm grateful for the the challenges that I've been through I do believe that everything happens Mm -hmm. for a reason and I think that the things that I went through were for the reason that I'm meant to help women with those things too and so my you know my pain became my purpose it's really my message now to help women with those same things yeah absolutely I love that your pain became your purpose um okay so to kind of close off what like for us young 20 something year olds a piece of advice a, a quote you live by a passage anything to give us a little um I don't even know, motivation or push or reassurance that, you know, if, if we want to pursue something or if we have no idea what we're doing, it's going to be okay. (laughs) 
I would just, and maybe this is more of like a piece of reassurance um, for women. I think this is probably something I needed to be reassured of in my younger twenties. Is like, it's okay to not be on the same path that, you know, your friends or like the people in your circles are on. And it's honestly, it's a good thing in a lot of ways, like do your own thing, lean into the things that interest you and that light you up and that excite you and pour your extra time into that. You know, don't be like 90% of the other 20 somethings who are just going out every night and like they're all they talk about is other people and like they're just focused on you know these things that aren't going to matter in five years like Mm -hmm. if you have to separate yourself from you know maybe past friends like that's okay it's a normal part of growth to outgrow people lean into learning listen to podcasts read books like really educate yourself like you are at an age where this is the easiest time to do so it's not going to get easier as you get older to keep <laughs> learning and educating. Lean into those things now. Just arm yourself with education and just let that see where that takes you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. Well, we are well into this, which is awesome. I love when it flows like that. But um, thank you so much for sharing all of those stories and your insight on everything. Where can people find you? Yeah. So I would love to connect with anybody. I'm, I'm an open book and always love to just, you know, swap stories or just see how I can help people. So um, the easiest place to connect with me is on Instagram at Vanessa G fitness. Um, I also have a podcast called the Vanessa G Fitcast, where I share a lot of tips and tricks and resources for women who, you know, maybe resonate with my story. If you're wanting to work on just building up your metabolism, balancing out your hormones to be able to get to where you feel confident in your body, you have energy, you feel like yourself again, and you're ready to conquer life. Um, So I can help out with those types of things, but shoot me a message and I'm always happy to chat. Cool. Awesome. Well, I will leave both of those in the show notes for everyone. Um, So thank you for that. I will plug you there. Um, otherwise, thank you again so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you all for listening. Um, and I will talk to you all next week.